Dungeoneers. Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that will be right back after these short messages. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master, and I'm joined as always by my friends and co-hosts. We have Daniel here promoting the newest brand of chocolate. Hey, you want to buy Cocoa Bar? We're selling Cocoa Bar. It's cocoa in a bar, and you got some sugar, probably butter, too, because butter makes the world go round. You gotta buy it. Get them. Wow. Get them. Man, I'm gonna buy some chocolate now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Janelle's here, too, and since Daniel stole the chocolate, she's selling medication now. You mean I'm doing my literal job. You don't have to, like, play it up. Like, this is just, like, what I do. It's fine. Anyways, moving on. Yeah, I have to go to work because he bought a lot of chocolate and somebody has to pay for that. So it's me. I call these, I call these little ones that look like drops sugar shits. <laughs> yeah, so I work my butt off every day so that he can go buy sugar shits. And then you have to Hello. deal with this when you get home. Yeah. All the proceeds go to me buying a unicycle. <laughs> yep. Well, moving moving on from that, uh, Nate's here, and right now he's selling stuff most of us have never heard of, ever. Get your Monero, Ethereum, GME. <laughs> All right, what's well, GME? GME? It go brrrr. <laughs> These are so many Nateisms. Nate's, Nate's speaking gibberish. I think someone's going to have to translate. I think maybe he consumed some of that GME. <laughs> <laughs> oh, girl, AMC style. <laughs> Somewhere in some, somehow, someone in our audience is just loving it. I got it. Nate, Don't worry. Nate's getting high on his own supply over here. I think so. I am. Trust me, we're getting the moon at the end of this. Million Joel, dollars you a share. Joel, you want to translate all this? No, no, I don't think we need to worry about it. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll let the audience sort through all of that. I did say none of us have heard of it before. If you wish to donate, uh, we accept Bitcoin only. Yeah. Well, well, cool. Anyway, speaking of Joel, he's here, but he's so anti-consumerism, I don't think he's going to be promoting anything during this commercial break. Yeah, I've been burned one too many times, and that's exactly one time. Ever since, you know, I, I'm I'm obligated not to name names, but we're not we're not allowed to advertise a certain product anymore, um, and we had to purge all references to it. Ah, uh, so, yeah, I, I remember that the Great yep. Purge. And now, you know what? I've I've had it with big business. You know, where do they get off telling me that I can't? Give free advertising for him. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So don't buy anything, everybody. Just buy not nothing. A, not a damn thing. Well, <laughs> go back to bartering. <laughs> Teach their own, I guess. Well, then on that note, finally we have AJ selling the keys to his heart to the lowest bidder, or in this case, the lowest barterer. <laughs> well you see i i'll give you I, two bricks <laughs> well you know the the way to build a strong foundation josh it, it just it just takes one brick you know so the fact you're getting two in there means you're willing to put 
put more effort, twice as much effort, a hundred percent more effort than the first brick. So thank you. Well, here, I got I got a deal for you, AJ. One brick, and I get the keys. One brick, paperclip. What? <laughs> I said I'll, I'll give you a paperclip. I'll give you half a brick. I think a paperclip is still worth less than half a brick. I'll have you give me ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a cocoa bar and three sugar shits. Come on, how about it? Oh, Jesus. I, I don't know if I want those. <laughs> you know what? I'll let you give me two Moneros. Tell you what, I'll give you a back rub. No, now I think I'll that's almost my worse. Hands this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so I think I won the keys to AJ's heart. So, everyone what? else, how are you guys doing this week? I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm all right. I've been worse. Yeah, Daniel's been worse. <laughs> Could be better. I gotta say, AJ's doing pretty good. I've got his heart right here on my desk, and look at it pump away. Not Man. broken at all. Yeah. Wait, I thought you only got the keys to it. I didn't know you got the whole thing. Well, like, getting the keys, I also got his heart. It was kind of like a, you mm. know, like you, you get the keys to a house, you also get the house, and you can go inside the house. Well, I don't know. I've got the keys to a lot of people's houses. <laughs> well technically you could walk in and take whatever you wanted then i mean have you ever just tried asking people for the keys to their house you'd be honestly surprised how often they just give it to you especially if you say you're walking their dog it's kind of insane oh no applied engineering does not does not endorse stealing stuff from people's houses nor Pretending to be dog walkers or babysitters? That's creepy. <laughs> you can only steal from your neighbors. No. <laughs> On a Tuesday. Don't worry. We won't steal from you. We steal from your neighbors. We would never harm you. <laughs> it's the perk of being a listener. Yeah, oh my exactly. God. That's so right. the select few will even get perks and benefits. We can start by having you a referral system where you can help give us more keys. And you can increase your Patriot score to us. And eventually you can reach Eagle status. Guys, he's on a roll. We need to stop this roll. Okay. Uh, So we're not stealing from our neighbors. Josh, go ahead. Well, well, in order to please our our listeners, um, I think it'd be best if we moved on and actually played some D&D. Oh, yeah. That's what we do on this show. I think it'd be best if you buttered me up. And if you did that, I would be churning for adventure. Churning. I don't know what it was about that, Daniel, but that was like the, I don't know, that's the lowest energy churning for adventure I think I've ever heard. There's just like no energy. Did you, did you like crash because you ate too many sugar shits? <laughs> no, he got hey, the sugar yeah, shits. Nobody can tell me not to eat all my sugar shits. <laughs> all right. Slather me up. I'm shitting some sugar tonight, no! baby. <laughs> no! It's not, I don't want that at all. <laughs> Josh, what have you done? All right. Well, before we get started, I will give us a quick recap, and then we will jump back into the action. So last episode, our adventurers ruined my spellcaster combat. By completely nerfing him and completely cutting off his ability to cast any spells. And they also blocked him from leaving the room and stabbed him to death with an axe. So that was fun. So we'll jump back into the action here. (laughs) 
That's a good recap. I also want to say there was some punching involved in his death. <laughs> you know, but yeah, there was also the axe that did the final killing. Well, the dungeon master's allowed to be a little annoyed that you guys trivialized his encounter, so <laughs> bite me. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's fair. All right. For the, for the audience, Josh is not really angry. He's actually pretty proud of them for planning things out for once. <laughs> Yay, progress. The one time. Our adventurers are all standing in this small room at the top of the chapel. The walls are uh, made of the same stone as the rest of the room. It's all crumbling, falling and breaking down. There are three like circular stone slabs the sizes of large tables at the north, west, and east sides of the room. And on each of these tables, there is a body. All three of the bodies are wearing uh, what appear to be mage's robes of some kind. They are the um, red and blue colors of the Volthrin Academy of Magic, and they also have the Academy sigil emblazoned on the fronts and backs of the robes. Uh, Two of the bodies are of men. One is an older guy, and one is a younger guy, and both of them have the back of their necks cut open, and there is blood everywhere. And then the third body, currently untouched, is body of a young woman with short black hair and spectacles laying on the table next to her and she is completely out okay how long does it appear that the uh, two men have been dead for not very long like it looks like they were being worked on um, right before you guys uh, triggered whatever trap that you triggered earlier that probably stopped them from doing their work hmm I don't know, guys. Do I revivify one? Oh my god! Well, <laughs> do I, mean, I use you have up my time, diamonds? I guess. Uh, how how many diamonds do you have? I have enough for one revivify spell. <laughs> uh, well, if you actually uh, asking the group, are you actually asking the group? Or are you asking like us? I'm asking you. Oh, I'm metagaming well, right now. You can't metagame. I metagame whenever I please. D- Josh, they're metagaming. Don't, don't do it, Joel. It's too expensive. I think we should wait and see how the woman reacts when we wake her before we add another person uh, to okay. to the possible interaction. Because if they're good, that's cool. If they're not, we've just created a bigger problem, and you spent a lot of money on that. Yeah. Well, talks or clock's ticking on them. So how, how long do they do they have? On that? They got ten minutes of death. They're allowed ten okay. minutes of death. I thought Revivify was one minute. Oh, maybe it is. I'm pretty sure it's been more than one minute. It has definitely been more than one minute, so. Uh, uh, mm, mm. Oh, yeah, it is one minute. Yeah, Never one mind. Minute. So, yeah, sorry. You're, you're out of luck. Hey, although, you, I do think we have, although I do think we have put a cost on a human life, and that is 100 gold pieces worth of diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, That's the D&D cost of life. <laughs> Um, so, so while, while we're in this room, I think right, right after the, the battle, I think Theo's going to run over and just to see if the woman that's unconscious, if she's like hurt or if she's bleeding at all, or if she's just unconscious by itself. No, uh, she appears to be unconscious and, uh, yeah, and she doesn't wake when you try to like nudge her. Okay. I think he'll, he'll call back to people and say, um, uh, Aegon, uh, Gunner, um, I, I guess Jasper, if you have anything, I, 
she's not waking up. Does she have any valuables? I mean, probably, but that's not the point right now, Gunner. Gunner, look, yeah, you're gonna try turning yeah, her Vithia. on and off again. So when, when Gunner says this, Theo looks over and he sees there is a small chest full of coins on the floor, just a little ways away from the table. Oh, I was going to say, no, she doesn't, but, you know, you can get your little gremlin little hands on that chest over there. You know what Gunner do. <laughs> he gremlins little chest <laughs> over there. He grandma's little chest. Brother, I'm just gonna say I'm disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Val, you can be disappointed and poor, so that's fine. <laughs> Greedy little bastard. Oh, God, he just like pushes past these dead bodies, and he's like, "Ooh, money." Well, that is Gunner. <laughs> uh, Aegon will approach the unconscious woman and try to assess her situation. Can he do a medical check to see if she's? Suffering from anything? Yes. Okay, that is 17. 17? Okay. She appears to be under some very powerful anesthetics. Like, hmm. to, like, knock her out. Okay, so it'll you, wear off at some point. Yeah. Then. And you assume that the other two bodies probably have been as well. Because none of them are, like, bound or anything. Well, it, it looks like she'll wake up, but it'll take a little bit of time. So I guess the real question is, after we're finished looking in here, is do we take her with us the whole time? Or do we leave her here and then come back after we're done? I, I don't feel comfortable just leaving someone here. Aegon, do you know about how long you, you think it, it, it would take her to, to, to wake up from, from this? Uh, yeah, of course, Gunner. I obviously know it'll probably take around thirty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's speaking Elvish again. So it's much worse <laughs> than I thought. Yeah, yeah, Gunner. Sorry. Yeah, about an hour or so. Uh, yeah, an hour. What, was it? Was what Aegon thinks? Yeah. Sorry, I had, I had a stroke. <laughs> it's okay. I, I healed myself. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, Aegon, you've been I'm, having a lot of those. Are you? <laughs> Are you sure you're okay? Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> uh, I mean, do you think we should wait for her to wake up? I I, I don't want any, you know, I, I don't want to take too long down here, but at the same time, I think she might be able to give us invaluable information about what we might find at the other end. Or she'll know nothing, which is more likely, but... You know. well, even if that's the case, she still deserves to be rescued if she's down here against her will. Yeah. Cause, oh, yeah. Because that's so. what... Gunner, come on. Get with the hero program. Come on. You see, he studied the music program, and that's probably what his problem is. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a... Come on, Theo. I'm a liberal arts major. No. I'm, I'm oh all my about God. cutthroat. Oh Everybody my God. knows that liberal arts majors can't be heroes, Theo. <laughs> No, my God. It's no. So awful. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible people. Oh, uh, no. Gunner, I so, don't appreciate that kind of talk. There are lots of very good and useful things that liberal arts majors do and are very important to society. And if you say anything else, you will no longer be my friend. So while Gunner is concerned about the woman, um, he is also counting out the coins. <laughs> okay. So uh, this is interesting because unlike all the antique coins you guys have been finding, these all look very new and these were all like newly minted, um, possibly collected from victims, you know, 
you don't know and you probably don't want to think about it um, but there are 50 gold pieces 50 silver pieces 75 copper pieces and three gold rings worth 25 gold pieces each so maybe we just take our time look around the room see what we can see and try to wait out her anesthesia anesthetic well, I- anesthetic that's the word I know words continue <laughs> Yeah, well, if, if you had any kind of a medical license, Vez, you would know that it's an anesthetic, so. And you have any sort of medical license? No, I don't. She Didn't flips in the saying. bird and walks to look at the uh, one of the dead bodies. While, while everyone else is looking around the room, I think Gunner is going to begin starting to make his tiny hut. So that'll take ten minutes. Okay. I think uh, I think Fio is gonna just kind of walk around, just make sure the area is secure, listen for anybody any footsteps. Because even though they did the science spun stuff, there was still a bit of commotion getting to the room with all the uh, all the sort of traps and hitting the doors on our way in. Because obviously these guys had heard us and were preparing, so yeah. he wants to make sure nobody's coming in after them. Yeah. So you can give me a perception check. Okay. Oh, that's not bad. That's uh that's a that's a twenty one. Okay, yeah, you, you you're pretty sure that you're safe. You don't hear anything coming from the ruins. You hear the occasional drip of water, but like you don't hear any footsteps, you don't hear any stones or bricks being disturbed. You don't even hear any bugs or animals or critters, it's just silent. It's a little eerie. <laughs> I think uh just as an added safety measure, I think he's gonna walk back to the doors, uh, you know, Bob and and Bill and and, uh, and Ted, and oh uh, my God, not this again! And 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 tell him that he's gonna need them to help keep them safe, and uh, put his hand where he who he thought he should that he thinks is like the way to pat them, and as he says that, so that way they activate, and he'll walk backwards. <laughs> so you're saying you look for the little like little depressions in the stone, and you press them and mentally command it. Yeah, but activate. in Theo's own way of commanding things. But yeah, he yes, that's what he does mechanically. Okay, so yeah, you go and you do that and you reactivate the psychic barrier. Do they make any sort of noise when they're activated or deactivated? No, you're just, since you activated it, you are aware that it was activated. Because like, I remember two episodes ago, I described it as kind of like an, almost like a thought entity. Gotcha. Being present, so like you're telling it to stay or leave. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, then he'll make his way back to the group. And she actually is going to look at the bodies to try to figure out what's going on. Okay, you actually don't need to look at the body for hardly any amount of time because the first body you look at, the old guy, you see there are these silver tendrils coming out the back of his neck and they kind of twitch and wave when you get closer. And you've seen these before. Are there any, like, forceps or tweezer-looking medical supplies in around them uh yes if you're looking at if you're looking at being surgical you know this is one of the things that was like inside mr smills Mm -hmm. and inside the hand of the knight that you found at the abandoned town so you know it's relatively big you can't just use forceps to pull it out you have to like rip it out is there anything bigger so she doesn't have to touch it with her hand she can rip it out with nope Vez, do you need any help? Um, you want to take this thing out of this person so we can destroy it and it doesn't 
come back and try to take the guy's dead body and kill us? Um, I want to. No, but I will. Thank you. This is gonna be this is gonna be messy, guys. Uh, He's gonna do it as delicately as possible, but he wants to make sure that when he does this, the thing is under control and and people who are ready to attack it are are able to get at it easily. Okay, so he kind of like has to roll up his sleeve, and then he like starts to reach into the back of the guy's neck. There's that gross squishing sound as he reaches in, and the thing starts to squirm. And its little tendrils start to like lightly whip around. They don't have a whole lot of strength, so it's more it bothers Fio than anything. It very much bothers Fio. It bothers me, Josh. And he pulls out this large, silvery, almost like house centipede-like thing out of this guy's neck. And as I said before, instead of legs, they're like tendrils, and they're all lashing and whipping around lightly. They can't do anything to you. And there's just like a spray of blood as like uh, you pull it out and it kind of unblocks all the vessels and probably a major artery and the body begins to like spasm as you pull it out and you can I'll I'll stop there. It's a nasty experience for Theo and he he, like has this thing in his hand and it's like it feel like the thing itself feels tough and strong like it might actually be made of some sort of like thin metal plating. Well, he's gonna he's gonna rest it to the ground, and then if he can, try to kill it quickly. But if he can't, motion to the others to help him get at it. Yeah, I, I think with say... Theo's with Theo's strength, he can he probably like puts it under his boot, and then with both hands just pulls it in half, and there's just a like spraying of like black goo from inside of it, and it just goes limp. Without any objections uh, from anybody else, uh, I think he'll just go after the other body and do the same process. Just try to be as efficient and, and quick about it. Try to minimize damage to everything, including is, his psyche. It is just as messy. G- Gunner moves away. He's just like, I, I don't want to be near that. <laughs> well, he moves away and he gets near a table with a basin, and he looks down and he sees a third one in this little basin. Oh. Not working on my pan flute or so, something else could deal with Vez that. will take that one, throw it on the ground, and just like literally stomp and smack it with her staff until it breaks. <laughs> okay, and yeah, it just it's a mess and there's black goo everywhere, but it it is dead. Looks like the girl was the next one to be implanted, so it's lucky you got there when you did. No, seriously. I'm glad we didn't go after that secret tunnel. She would have been upgraded. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, bad Nate, bad. <laughs> well, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I think it'd be kind of cool. <laughs> oh, well, Go. we should have put it in Jasper. All right. How no. do I put this inside of me, Josh? No, they're dead. They're dead. No. No, something something to know. These are all humans, just like everything you've been seeing before. Seems like it's tailor made for them. I'm a human on the inside. No, you're not. Stop <laughs> lying. <laughs> I'm not even sure Nate is a human. Jasper. <laughs> I'm a machine algorithm on the inside. Is the is, is the hut ready to go? Uh, it, it, whenever everyone's done, um, yeah. I mean, everybody just has to huddle up. Yeah, so. huddle up. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's plenty of room. It can hold. Um, 
I believe it, I believe it says it can hold nine medium or small creatures. Yeah, and since there are eight of you now with the girl, you guys are all very snug in here. Yeah. And Aegon's going to use his last spell slot to cast Cure Wounds on himself before the rest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so refreshing. Uh, and I think while we're in the hut, so Gunner's going to play his soft music, his song of rest. But he's also gonna spend some time looking at that new sword. Okay. I guess he's also gonna pat. Oh, and yeah, and then I guess Vez has a hand axe. Yeah, I was gonna say before we did the rest, Vez is gonna use her last key points to heal. So. Sunstone. Um, Metagang. <laughs> uh, and then let's see. Is there anything else we need to spend time with? I don't think so. Is that a is that a uh, decent ring? There's a ring. Oh yeah, there's a ring. Who who did we give the ring to? Jasper maybe. Hey, Jasper. Yeah. There you go, Jasper. You got a magic ruby ring. Yeah, you have a magic ruby ring. So you can spend time with it and figure out what it does. Oh yeah. Uh, Daniel, is that a D6 you said? Mm-hmm. Song of rest. Oh yeah. So the song of rest. If if you spend even one hit die. You get uh, uh, w- you get one d six extra hit points. Okay. And it's not it's not per die. It's just one d six total. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Good. Uh, yeah, Fia's gonna have to use all of his hit die for this. All right. So while you guys are rolling your hit dice, I will tell you what your magic items are. So the ring that Jasper has is. A ring of protection. So it requires attunement, and while he's wearing it, it uh, gives him a magical barrier that can propel some attacks, so he gets a plus one bonus to his AC. All right, I hand it to Theo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my god, that's what was this? Good. Well, I don't, I mean, it's, it's nice and shiny. I grab I it, I grab it, I get some super glue. <laughs> and I put it on your finger and say, don't ever take this off, my friend. I mean, okay. all right, but I i mean, not to say that I'm taking or anything, but like, I, I mean, kind of. I will put it on my right hand. Is that cool? No. Left hand, second to left finger only. <laughs> 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 well, this will help, you know, at bars and stuff, because I get approached by people, you know, people all the time because my muscles and stuff. This this will probably help. <laughs> yes, and it'll get Lady Hecate to leave you alone. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I appreciate the sentiment. And, and then also never talk to her again. <laughs> That's some shade. I like it. Uh, dude, are you okay? You seem really upset about about Lady Hecate. I only wish for her to, you know, go back to poverty. Man. Woof. Okay, that's it. What the heck? Well, I will, writing writing that, um, we'll move on to the axe that Janelle has. I did give it to you, AJ, just to be very clear. I got it. I'm removing it. All right, so Vez has this throwing axe, and this does not require attunement, and... So when Avez learns that when she throws this axe and yells its name or its command word, it'll generate a bolt of lightning 
that is five feet wide and extends out 120 feet from you. Each creature in this line, excluding you and the target, must make a DC 13 dexterity saving throw, taking 4d6 lightning damage on a failed save and half as much on a successful one. And then the axe travels along this lightning bolt until it reaches the target and strikes the target, and then you can make a ranged attack against that target. And then on a hit, that target takes damage from the throwing axe, plus 46 lightning damage. And you can use this once per long rest. But even after you use this ability, it can still be used as a magical throwing axe. Hot dang. Well, now she's really dangerous. Very nice. (laughs) And then the short sword is called Wind Slash. And Gunner has Vez uh, translate the runes on it for him. Um, (laughs) And with this weapon, um, you can make an extra attack when taking the attack action. But you can only use this three times per long rest. Action three. That's that. I like that. That's good. And and does that require attunement? Yes, that does require attunement. Okay. Requires attunement. Oh, I was gonna ask the the, the ring. Is it is, is it just plus one to AC, or is it plus one to AC and saving throws? J- uh, just AC. Okay. Oh, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I'm thinking of the. Um, I think the cloak of protection does saving throws. Nope. It is. Sorry. Yeah. It is supposed to be AC and saving throws. Oh, all oh, saving well, throws. Yes. Oh, that's dope. Oh, glad I asked. That's that's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, magic items are pretty rare in the world, so there's a bit of a benefit to delving into ancient ruins and <laughs> pulling out what's been forgotten. It's the uh, entire appeal of being an adventurer, isn't it? Man, that's crazy. Yeah, you know what? I think I might keep up with this whole line of work then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because honestly, you ju- just with these magic items, you guys pretty much have, like, a king's ransom. That's all the darn money we've found over the last week. I was going to say, like, you know, for adventurers, like, you guys are probably going to spend it pretty quickly just because... That's true. You have access to an interdimensional shop with exorbitantly high prices. But, yeah, like, you guys are looking at all the stuff you have, and you're like, wow, I could retire now. (laughs) Now, don't don't tell Gunner that. Okay, well, I mean, I guess if, uh, if if the coast looks clear after an hour, um, uh, well, actually, I guess we should maybe stay in the tiny hut until until the girl wakes up. Yeah, because it lasts for eight hours, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it lasts for eight hours if we want it to. Okay, so it you wait for about another hour after your short rest, and she starts to stir and kind of blinks a few times and she looks up at Gunner and she says do you have my peanut butter? <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry but can, can you say that again? I, my, I heard one thing. My but mom no way said I could have some peanut butter and I, I want it now. Do you you have it? And she like look, kind of looks up at you and past you and then at you. <laughs> uh, uh, she's in that wake up stage. <laughs> I am I am not prepared for this. Uh, uh, God, is she okay? Oh yeah, Fio, it's fine. That's that's completely she, normal. She looks she looks at she looks at Fio and she says, 
It's a puppy. What? No, that no. This is the puppy. Oh, here, puppy. Two out, two out here. Silly puppy. That's a turtle. Well, I mean, sometimes he's very sluggish, like a turtle. I like turtles. Um, are are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> she was just on sedating medication. She's probably gonna be a little out of it. Oh, kind of like you in Brimpton. Y- yep. Thank you, Theo. Exactly like that. You're welcome. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> yeah, so now that you guys are talking to her and you get a good look at her, um, she does look really young. Like, you think she's younger than Vez and just a little bit older than Fergus. So, like, 16 or 17. Definitely, like, a student age. Sorry, uh, this adventuring group is for adults only. We'll need you to leave. <laughs> What? No! Jasper, don't be mean. She doesn't have to leave yet. She starts to cry. No, don't cry! Oh, come on, Jasper. Look look what you did. She's just a kid. That's why she needs to go. (laughs) No, Um, if I go, the mean guys will come back. What what do you mean? What what mean guys? And she motions for uh, Fio to come closer so she can, like, whisper. Oh, okay. What, what, what's up? The mean guys. And then she like snickers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All oh that. my god. Oh, I see. Um, you know, what? maybe you should take another nap. No, I, I'm fine. I can, I can walk. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm really hungry. Okay, well, I got like a quarter sandwich from that one sub shop that we stopped at a while ago. It's oh no, it's no. it's mostly like cured meat in there. If you try to take out the the lettuce, it's probably still AJ, good. Fio, I'm gonna stop you there. Theo does not have that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was gonna say gross. <laughs> no, it's cured meat, so like you know, it lasts a long time. Right, but the bread and cheese okay. goes bad pretty quickly. AJ. And the yield mayonnaise. Well, no, they've only been gone like a couple, like a few days. It's not that far. AJ, it has been. AJ, yeah. <laughs> I just which, it, which sandwich are you talking about? No, just hey, like from fuck. the from the last town they were in, like like from like yesterday or the day before. I don't think you bought sandwiches there. I know. I'm just messing with you. I thought it was oh my be funny. It's okay, guys. It's okay. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> hey, f- fun fact: Did you guys know that D and D Fifth Edition is the first edition of Dungeons and Dragons where mayonnaise canonically exists? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the, in the alchemy jar. That's right. Oh my god. Well, anyways, uh, I think we'll wait here until she gets her senses a little more, if if, if possible. Well, I, I I'm also wondering, like, so we we've been sitting here two hours, right? Yes. Uh, do we know what time it is outside? Well, you guys have been in this dungeon for about three and a half hours now, maybe four, because you guys had your rests and then you guys did some searching. And I think yeah. it. What time did I say it was when you guys came in here? Was, I feel like it was afternoon at least. I think it's getting pretty yeah. late. Yeah, so it's probably like nighttime now. I, I think I think what Gunner is mostly concerned about is he doesn't want to be here in the morning in case somebody comes in to check. That's true, that's true. 
That's kind of it. That that that's where his thought process is. In fact, he, he says that he's like, listen, I I don't, I don't know what kind of shifts they run here, but I don't want to be here in the morning when someone checks up on all this. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. I, yeah, maybe we should go. We can take her with us and and just try to protect her and try to get out of here. Maybe that tunnel goes somewhere that's like out of the way, like an escape route or something. Well, um, did you find a secret tunnel? Yeah, it's like yeah. Well, we'll show you if, if we need to go that way. Oh, I love secret tunnels. <laughs> They're so secret. <laughs> secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. Oh, wait, no, no, um, we got the, the mushroom circle. Well, we still need to go. Uh, um, We should probably look at that to make sure there's nobody else that they're holding that we okay. need to get out of here. Maybe stealthy people do that? Um, okay. Um, is she back. like... Yeah, we're gonna split the party again. Yeah. Huh? Well, it's just, I'm a really big guy and I'm very loud, and if, if we're trying to hide from people and we don't want to fight them, I'm not the best person to take. I'll be honest. For, couldn't we couldn't we just leave her by near the entrance and then come for her when, when it's time to leave? I, I just don't feel comfortable. I would like someone to stay with her. Why don't well, we I, all I, go that way and then just right before we get to the tunnel area, then we send the sneaky people, but not so far that if we needed help, we could call for it. No, that's a great idea. Great idea. Let's do that. Okay. I'll lead the stealth pack. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Oh, Josh, real Bud. quick. Real quick thing. Was there anything on the two other bodies that was like an identifier, like some sort of form of ID or something that would indicate who they are if we brought to somebody from any of the big towns or something. No, you think that um, everything they had uh, besides their robes was taken away from them and since you didn't find anything in the uh, the coin chest, then you you don't think that you would be able to find anything. It's been spirited away. Okay. Although the girl probably knows them considering they're all wearing academy robes. That's true. Okay. Yeah, then we definitely should get her out of here before she realizes that her friends are prob- that her probable friends are dead. Yeah. So that's Mosey. Well, can I can I look at the uh, or can Aegon look at the corpse of the Elven warlock before we leave, just to see if there's any information on it or anything? Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, you uh, uh, come over to him and you start to look through him. Um, he looks pretty normal. He's just a standard elf. Mm-hmm. Aegon, being an elf, you know, yeah. knows <laughs> all about elves. Yeah. I'm of just kidding. He's not an elf. Uh, he was. He's now a, a tiefling, but he wasn't. He's elf. a tiefling, he, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, yeah, he goes through him, and then he also finds yeah. um, some scrolls on the guy, and hmm. they all look like they're diagrams. Hmm. Like they're, they're showing like their diagrams of the human body, specifically the upper torso and neck, and some of them show places like showing like incision marks, and it looks like there's some ciphers. Written through, like you can't quite read what any of the notes say, and they seem to. But just judging by it, it matches like the cuts you see on these guys, and the diagrams look basically like surgical instructions of some kind. Okay, well he will. Uh, he'll he'll keep those for later, just in case he needs them. <laughs> Christmas gift um. for Jasper. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, that's all. That's all he wanted to do. Yeah, so while we're walking over to the secret tunnel, um, Gunnar wants to ask a few prodding questions to her. 
be like, hey, so, um, I I know there, you said there were mean guys. There, there was the, the, the guy in, in the robes back in the other room, and there were his weird assistants. But, but did you see anyone else in here? She just grins, and she puts her hand under her nose and waves her fingers like little tentacles, and then she snickers again. All right, I, I get it. <laughs> like, okay, well, that, um, I, that's either a, a, a very ominous warning or is this, you, you're, you're just messing with me at this point. All right, well, maybe maybe we can have her sit in, well, no, not sit in one of the rooms. Who knows? Yeah, God I think, only knows. Well, I think since, a- a- since Aegon did the check for the anesthesia, like, he knows she is basically going to be out of it and that she will legitimately start to come to, like, relatively soon. Like, she'll actually start to be coherent and probably realize where she is. Be very sleepy ha- and grumpy, but, yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, how, how how soon is soon, though? I mean, probably soon. another hour. Okay. Actually, no. I don't know. How long does it actually take between, like, someone, like, quote-unquote, waking up and then actually being conscious. It depends on the person and their tolerance and how much anesthesia was given. Okay, well, yeah, it's fantasy anesthesia, so I can be pretty liberal with the times, I guess. Sure, yeah. I'll just just say an hour. Okay. And, like, I think even during the trip, like, she's starting to, like, as you guys are making your way through the ruins, like, she looks like she's starting to get some of her faculty's back like you know she's just kind of like looking around and squinting at stuff and like once or twice she tries to like move away from you guys and then like so she's slowly kind of getting uh getting her faculties back but nothing big quite yet you think probably another 30 minutes she'll at least realize where she is hmm Maybe when we get to the mouth of the secret tunnel, Gunner's like, I, I, I don't know, guys. I, I, I'm having some second thoughts. Maybe we, we should wait for her to come too, you know? Yeah, I mean, either way, it's fine with me. I'm, I'll be here no matter what you guys want to do. If you want to send everybody through there, I'm, I'll stay here with her and or whatever, or we can just go. I mean, if you're that scared, I, I could go check it out myself. Yeah, no, you know what? You're the no bravest way. one. I, I you wouldn't can definitely mind. take a hit. I think, I think you should go alone. That's right. I know how to take a hit better than you, don't I, Theo? What? Okay. You know what? Aegon, we're gonna talk about this back home. I don't appreciate this attitude, and I feel oh, like take I it easy. bring this up. Theo, I'm just, I'm just pulling your leg, Theo. Don't worry well, about it. Well, I can't it. tell anymore because you've been doing this during fights and out of fights, and I'm, I'm getting concerned. <laughs> oh, don't, wor- don't worry about it, Theo. Oh, I'll just go take a quick peek in the tunnel, and then we can, we can figure it out. Fine, I'll go whatever. with him. I'll go with him. Wait, wait a minute. Or maybe, um. Jasper, what if you made one of us invisible, and um, and, and we we could sneak around? I mean, I, l- listen, I never want to volunteer myself for these things, but no offense, I I've seen the capabilities of of, of the rest of this group, and oh God, as much as I hate to say it, I I think I'm the most qualified. That, that's my idea. Or you know, but if if Aegon wants to lead the charge, then God help us all. Yeah. I mean, gods help us all. <laughs> Nate? I'm checking to see if I even have invisibilities. You do. You've <laughs> used it before. Well, no, yeah. I meant to, uh, prepared. prepared. Mm. 
I have invisibility. Gunner, that's a great idea. I'll go invisible so I can save my spell slots and have you use your great invisibility, your great stealth skills. <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> oh yeah, of yeah. course. You know, why why would you want any of us to be safe? <laughs> well, okay. I mean, after all, I failed last time, as you pointed out. So I think I should be concerned for myself. All right, all right I get it. Okay, so how many of us are going? Gonna go. All right, fine. I'll go. Well, I, Do you want me to go with you? I will save as. Uh, with you needing light and everything, I don't know that that would be conducive oh. to sneaking through a tunnel that's not... Wait, wait is the tunnel lit, Josh? I, I didn't... No, there's okay. no lighting yeah. in here. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good point. Never mind. I'll stay with Fio. It's gonna be lit after Aegon. <laughs> oh that's right. Aegon <laughs> and oh Gunner, God. baby. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> Why is this a thing? I'm so sorry, Josh. Go okay. in the tunnel. God... Okay. Uh, okay. But on the way, I'll cast invisibility on Aegon. Nice. Wait, not <laughs> not Gunner. Wait, aren't you going, Aegon? I can. I think I think well, Nate's the way Nate's thinking um, is Gunner's already good at stealth, so he's making you better at stealth. So I the see, two of I you see. don't compromise each other, because yeah, it doesn't I, matter I, if Gunner's invisible if Aegon trips and falls in his face. How how how? Not not the okay. I mean, two meta game. How good is Aegon at stealth? I mean, he has like a plus one. Okay, G- G- Gunner's very good. He's got a plus seven. Hence so. why Jasper saw no point to give it to you. <laughs> well, that's why I was gonna have Vez go until I realized she couldn't see because she's a plus six. Mm. Cool, Gunner. Go. Okay. Nah, we'll just have Gunner go alone. No, no, no. Wait, I, I, I like your idea. I'm sorry. And the and the, and the, the, the girls like, okay, let me, uh, she's like, you can't see in the dark. Can can you? No. <laughs> We're making no progress this episode. Um, that oh doesn't God. matter. Um, guys, Vez realizes that she uh, almost fucked up and was like, "Go." <laughs> All right. So el- elves, All right. Elves have dark vision, right? Yeah. 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 That's why I'm saying she almost fucked up. Uh, so. <laughs> elves like us have dark vision. <laughs> yep. So, all right. That's right. And the and they can speak Elvish. That's right. <laughs> I forgot he doesn't know Elvish. Both of which I can do. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> all right. So we you are, guys go through the the doorway and you go to the back of the room and you go through the secret tunnel. Stealth. Yes. So why don't you guys give me a stealth check? Oh yeah. Here it comes. Here it comes. It's a fifth. It's a fifteen. Total. Oh man, I have did you? I got it seventeen. Let's go. Oh, well, there you go. And you're invisible. All right. So you guys trek forward. As a reminder, I can see a uh, hundred and twenty feet, as if it was daylight. Okay. Okay. So Aegon and Gunner. Uh, follow this tunnel it only goes a short distance about 30 40 feet and it has a slow bend until it's facing west instead of south and they get to the end of the tunnel and surprisingly walk back into another stone ruin identical to the ruin above 
this room's a rather long room. Um, you guys enter from a door on its far side, and then it just extends 20 feet to the opposite wall, and then it's about 15 feet from where you guys are standing to the far wall. And there is a stone staircase leading up to a uh, raised stone floor about 10 feet above where you guys are. And at the top of that, you can see there are two doors. One close to you, and then one a short jaunt down the stone walkway. And then on the other side of the room, um, on the same wall you guys are entering from, you can see there's another large opening uh, leaving it and continuing elsewhere. Mm. So which way do you think first, Gunner? Also, I realize you guys probably wouldn't be able to see that bloody skeleton, but (laughs) whatever. (laughs) I just, I feel like there's a bloody skeleton in that room. (laughs) Uh, Fel, I'm, I'm not sure. I I don't know. You're invisible. And and Gunner Gunner is like facing the wrong way (laughs) to talk to you. I I, I think maybe you're, you're the one you should go up there because they're, they're not going to see you. All right, you know? sounds like a plan. Uh, and Aegon will climb the stairs. All right. And as he approaches the doorway, he wants to, to look at the wall to check it for any of those features that were on the uh, trap that we found previously. Yep, like I said, I'm going to have you automatically do that. Oh, okay. So give me give me a perception check. Right, that is 13. And that is enough. Ooh. So yeah, you find that there are some markings on the wall for you to interact with a psychic barrier. Oh. And he will he will interact with it as Theo probably talked about he did. <laughs> Except he's not going to name it. Oh. <laughs> In fact... Okay, you see... No, 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 that's all right. I I changed my mind. Okay. So, yeah, you see a shimmer, and the psychic barrier disappears. Yeah. Oh, man. And he will enter the room as quietly as as possible. As he enters... Okay, so he begins to enter the room. I'm going to have to have you give me another stealth check. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Wow. Well, that was a natural 20, so that's a 21. (laughs) Okay. Holy crap. See, so he sneaks wow. into the room and he sees a relatively standard room, um, just like the rest of the ruin. The far wall looks like it has collapsed in completely. And you can see the ruins of what appears to be an old staircase leading to now just a caved in section of the ruin. It looks like it probably directly connects to uh, another portion of the ruin you guys were in earlier, where some of the. Uh, Ruin had just collapsed in on itself. But his eyes are also drawn to the piles of bloody bones in this room. Some of them look like they're whole humanoid skeletons. Some of them look like they're fragments of humanoid skeletons. But that's not it. In addition to seeing this, he also hears a slurping sound along with the occasional crunch snap and there is a large shadow on the other side of the room (laughs) a monstrous four-legged creature covered in chitin with two massive pincers and a 
mass of tentacles where its mouth should be. And it is currently in the process of devouring what appears to be a human body and spitting out its bones to join the pile. hope you enjoyed this episode if you did share it and our other episodes with your friends family and co-workers your boss if you're daring visit our website to find your copy of a DD quick starter guide and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description there we discuss episodes dungeons and dragons and stem topics that we all love thanks again for listening we can't wait to see you here at applied dungeoneering Some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net. The songs Weirder Things and Weirder Things 2 are from Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0. creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by dash nc dash nd slash 4.0.